Hello and welcome back to Major League Talk Giants edition. Today is Monday, May 29th, 2023, Memorial Day. My name is Henry and this is episode 18. We're going to be reviewing the series against the Milwaukee Brewers. This was the 17th series of the year and the second series against the Brewers. This time the Giants were in Milwaukee playing a four-game set. The Giants ended up taking the series three games to one. The first three games were all about the Giants. Game one saw... Uh, the Giants' bullpen stay strong and pitch a four-hit shutout game, while the offense rode a four-for-four day from Conforto to a 5-0 win. Game two was a weird-feeling win for me due to the injury that Adama sustained off the uh, basically a line drive foul ball. Um, but the Giants had a very strong offensive day with six hitters having multi-hit days and three home runs hit to take the game 15-1. to Game three was a great pitcher's duel between Webb and Burns with both pitchers going seven innings, four hits, one earned run. However, Hanniger would have a clutch home run in the eighth to help the Giants win three to one. Game four, the Brewers managed to bounce back, aided by a rough day from Cobb and uh, some not-so-great defense in the early innings. The Brewers scored seven in the first two innings, but then wouldn't score again the whole game. Uh, the Giants tried to make a comeback, scoring five runs total with four in the seventh. They had chances in the eighth and ninth to tie the game with a runner on first and two outs in both innings, but it just wasn't their day to win. The Brewers took the last game to avoid a sweep, seven to five. Starters for each game were Alexander opening versus Tehran, Wood versus Peralta, and then Webb versus Burns and Cobb versus Rea. Another shutout, uh, another shout out to the bullpen for allowing no runs in this series. Game one was a bullpen game for the Giants with Alexander opening. I'll go over all the pitchers after the lineup, seeing as no pitcher had more than two and one-thirds innings, and I'm also not going to do a pitcher report for this game. For our lineup, you had Wade Jr. at first. He went three for five with an RBI. Estrada was at second. He went 0 for five with two strikeouts. Conforto was in right. He went four for four with a walk, a run, a home run. Davis was at third. He went 0 for 5 with four strikeouts. Rough day for him. Yaz was in center. He went 1 for 5 with a strikeout and a run. Hanniger was in left. He went 0 for 3 with a strikeout, a walk, uh, and then he'd be replaced with Johnson, also, who would go to play left. He went 0 for 0. He did not get a chance to bat. Sable was DH, and he went 0 for 3 with two strikeouts and a run. Schmidt was shortstop. He went 2 for 4 with two runs and two RBIs. Bailey was catching. He went one for four with a strikeout and an RBI. So 11 for 38 for the Giants lineup uh, with 11 strikeouts and two walks total with one home run. So Alexander opened the game for the Giants, having a one, two, three first inning with a strikeout, flyout, and ground out. Taylor Rogers would be out for the second, also having a one, two, three inning, getting two strikeouts and a ground out. He'd also get the first out of the third, getting a strikeout. Junis would come out for the final two outs of the third, getting a strikeout and a ground out. In the fourth, he got a strikeout and ground out, then gave up a double. The next batter, Yelich, was intentionally walked, and the third out came via caught stealing. Adamas was caught stealing third, with the pitcher throwing to third, throwing to second. In the fifth, Junis got the first two outs via strikeouts, then gave up a single and a walk. At that point, Kapler would call for Manaya with two outs and two on. Manaya would strike out the first batter he faced in the fifth, and then come out for the sixth, having a 1-2-3 inning, getting a ground out and two strikeouts. In the seventh, Tyler Rogers came out, having a 1-2-3 inning, getting a strikeout, pop-out, and ground out. Brebby would be the final Giants pitcher, getting the eighth and ninth innings. In the eighth, he got a pop-out, fly-out, gave up a double, and then a fly-out. And then in the ninth, he got a line-out, ground-out, 
gave up a double, then a strikeout to end the game. The offense left nine on base, went three for nine with runners in scoring position. Schmidt and Bailey hit doubles. Wade Jr., Bailey, Schmidt had two out RBIs, with Schmidt getting two of them. Conforto, Estrada, Wade Jr., and Schmidt all stole bases. The Giants scored off a Wade Jr. RBI single on the fifth, scoring Schmidt. In the eighth, they scored four runs via Conforto's solo home run, a two-RBI double from Schmidt, scoring Sable and Yaz, and a Bailey RBI double, scoring Schmidt. So a lot, of, a lot of work there from our rookies. Uh, like I said, no pitcher report for this one, but we will look at the ump scorecard. This was Charlie Ramos on Thursday. Overall accuracy of 90% and overall consistency of 86% with an overall favor of plus 0.39 runs from Milwaukee in this game. His impactful missed calls in the top of the fourth, Teron Davis, no outs runner on first, a 2-2 count ball called a strike. Top of the fifth, Toronto Estrada, two out, turn on first one, two count, strike is called a ball. Bottom of the sixth, Maniah Miller, no out, space is empty, two one count, ball is called a strike. So two of those went against the Brewers. Uh, called ball accuracy, he was 95%, uh, five of 92 called balls or two strikes. Called strike accuracy is really low, 82%, 10 of 57 called strikes or true balls. Uh, well, we got the win there, so... But that's uh, that's not something you like to see from from someone being paid to call balls and strikes. So let's go ahead and move on to game two. Wood took them out and almost had a quality start. He managed to pitch around a basis loaded situation in the first to limit the damage to one run, which was pretty impressive, and then had a th- uh, had three straight one two three innings. While he pitched great, even with some traffic on the base paths, uh, he did get pulled after getting into another stressful situation in the sixth. His final line was 5.2 innings, three hits, one earned run, five walks, and five strikes. He was probably beating himself up a little bit over those five walks. As for our lineup, Wade Jr. at first, he had an off day. He was 0 for 6 with five strikeouts. He was not happy with himself for that day. Sable was DHing. He went 0 for 6 with four strikeouts in a run. Davis was at third. He went three for six uh, with a home run and three runs and three RBIs. Conforto wasn't right. He went one for three with a walk and three runs and an RBI. Uh, Johnson was in center field. He, or excuse me, Conforto wasn't right. And then Johnson would take his place in the batting lineup and then go play center field. And Johnson went one for two. Uh, Hanniger was in left field. He went three for five with a strikeout, two runs, four RBIs, and a home run. Yaz was in center and then would go to right when Johnson came in. He went three for five with two runs. Schmidt was at short. He went two for five with a strikeout, a run, and an RBI. Bailey was catching. He went four for five with a run, three RBIs. And then Wisely was playing second. He went two for five with two strikeouts, two runs, three RBIs, one home run. So the lineup went 19 for 48, 13 strikeouts, one walk, 15 runs, three home runs. So Beck was the only pitcher who would come out of the pen, getting the final out in the sixth via flyout. And then the seventh, he gave up a single, got two flyouts and a ground out. And the eighth, he had a one, two, three inning with a line out, strikeout and ground out. And the ninth, the batter, the first batter reached first safely on a throwing error by Wisely, but then the second batter hit into a double play and the third batter struck out. So kind of a one, two, three, just in a weird way. Uh, that gave Beck a final line of 3.1 innings, one hit, two strikeouts. 
The offense left seven on base, went nine for 20 with runners in scoring position. Davis and Schmidt got two out RBIs with Davis getting two of them. Hanniger, Yaz, Davis, and Bailey all hit doubles with Davis hitting two doubles. The defense turned two double plays and earned two errors, Davis on throwing and Wisely on throwing. Now is Davis's fourth and Wisely's third on the year. Now for all the Giants scoring. The Giants scored via two-run home run from Hanniger in the second, scoring Conforto. An RBI single from Bailey, scoring Yaz in the second. An RBI double from Davis, scoring Sable in the third. A two-RBI double from Hanniger, scoring Conforto and Davis in the third. An RBI infield single from Bailey, scoring Hanniger in the third. A three-run home run from Wisely, scoring Schmidt and Bailey in the third. Which, that's just fun to read, because that's all the young ones right there. A three-run home run from Wisely, scoring Schmidt and Bailey in the third. I like that. An RBI single from Conforto, scoring Davis in the sec- in the sixth. A two-RBI single from Schmidt, scoring Conforto and Hanniger in the sixth. A two-run home run from Davis, scoring Wisely in the seventh. And an RBI ground rule double from Bailey, scoring Yaz in the eighth. Busy day for the Giants. Uh, and, and like I said, the reason it kind of felt weird, especially after... Um, so I think it was Anderson was at bat and he hit a foul ball, but it was basically just like a line drive out, like straight out of bounds. And then, uh, it hit Adamas pretty much in the temple is, is what the replay looked like. And it was serious enough. And, and everybody was concerned enough, both teams, all of the umps were concerned enough that the, the game was stopped for probably five to 10 minutes as the, Trainers got a good look at Adamas and then he went down into the into the tunnel. And I think honestly, the the Brewers for the rest of game two were pretty shaken up, pretty mentally elsewhere, understandably too. Like I like if I just saw my teammate take a, a, a baseball to the temple, I would probably mentally be elsewhere too, regardless of what's happening. So it kind of felt weird. Um I mean, I'm happy the Giants got the win, but it felt weird piling on that many runs. Uh, but I mean, it is what it is. That's 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 the reality of it. But uh, anyway, the pitcher report: Alex Wood, 93 pitches, uh, 55 sinkers, 21 changeups, 17 sliders. His changeups averaged 85 on the nose. His sinkers averaged 91.4, and his sliders averaged 83 on the nose. The movement sliders had a lot of drop, and then the changeups and sinkers were tailing away from a righty. Uh, relatively same release point, about four and a half feet. The spray, it looks more like starts up and out to down and into a right-handed batter across the strike zone. Uh, he threw 48 pitches in the strike zone, 45 out of the strike zone. Batters would swing at 37 of his pitches and take 56. Um the distribution changeups and sliders about 50 50. Maybe they swung a little bit more of the changeups. Uh, they took a lot of sinkers. Uh, he threw 38 balls, 27 strikes, 18 of them called, nine of them swinging. Of the called strikes, only two were changeups. The rest were all sinkers. 28 of his pitches were hit in some shape, form, or fashion. 14 of them were foul tips. 10 hits for outs, four base hits. Of the base hits, two were sliders, two were changeups. He got five hard hits, two grounders, two line drives, and one fly ball. 
All right. And uh, behind the plate, calling the balls and strikes, you had Jeremy Rahak, uh, R-E-H-A-K. Overall accuracy, 97%. Overall consistency, 95%. Overall favor, plus 0.67 runs from Milwaukee. His impactful miss calls, bottom of the fifth, Wood to Anderson, no outs, bases empty, 2-1 count, a strike is called a ball. Uh, top of the fifth, Paguero to Wisely, one out, one out, runners on first and second, 1-1 one, one count, ball is called a strike. And top of the third, Peralta to Wisely, one out, runners on first and second, 0-0 zero, zero count, ball is called a strike. So all these went against the Giants. Uh, his overall is called, excuse me, his called ball accuracy, 99%. One of 112 called balls were true strikes. And his called strike accuracy, 93%. Four of 60 called strikes were true balls. So I like that. 99 called ball accuracy, 93% called strike accuracy. That's, uh, that's what everybody should be doing right there. Good work. All right, and game three, like I said, we had a pitcher's duel going on. Webb went head-to-head and almost pitch-for-pitch with Burns for a great pitcher's duel. Uh, Both pitchers were great, giving up runs via small ball or sacrifice. Webb went seven innings, giving up only four hits, walking one, and only one earned run on an RBI single, and he struck out 11. He's now four four and five. With a 2.75 ERA, 76 strikeouts over 72 innings, and a 1.07 whip. And this was his seventh straight quality start. As for our lineup, Wade Jr. at first went one for four with a run. Sable DHing, 0 for four. Davis at third, one for three with two strikeouts, a walk, and a run. Conforto in right, 0 for three with two strikeouts and an RBI. Hanniger in left, he went three for four with a run. Two RBIs, a home run. Yaz, he was in center field. He put he went one for four with two strikeouts. Schmidt shortstop 0 for three with one strikeout and a walk. Bailey catching 0 for four with three strikeouts. And wisely 0 for three with two strikeouts and a walk. So six for 32 for the lineup with 12 strikeouts, three walks, three runs, one home run. So Tyler Rogers came out for the eighth inning, getting a fly out, a ground out, and hitting a batter with a pitch and a strikeout. And then Doval would come out to close, giving up a double, getting a ground out, a strikeout, and a ground out in the game. This gave Duvall his 14th save. The offense left six on base, went 0 for 3 with runners in scoring position. Hanniger getting, a two, uh, getting two two-out RBIs. Conforto hit a sack fly. Conforto had an assist, and Bailey had a pass ball. The offense scored via Conforto sack fly in the first, scoring Wade Jr., and a Hanniger two-run home run, scoring Davis in the eighth. So Logan Webb's pitcher report, 107 pitches, uh, 51 changeups, 40 sinkers, 13 sliders, and three four-seamers. His changeups averaged 87 on the nose, his four-seamers 93.2, his sinkers 92.9, and his sliders 84.2. Seven. Those sliders were going away from a righty. His changeups had the most drop, but they were also tailing in. The sinkers and the four seamers going into a righty, according to this 
uh, movement graph that they have here on baseball savant. Good release point, spray across the strike zone. Not too much was high. There was there were a few that were into a right-handed batter, and then most of them were staying in the zone and then going down and away from a righty. He threw 56 pitches in the strike zone, 51 out of the zone. Uh, they would swing at 51 of his pitches and take 56. Uh, it looks like they swung mostly at the changeups and took mainly sinkers and changeups. 34 balls were thrown. Most of those were change-ups. 40 strikes, 22 called, 18 swinging. The majority of the called strikes were sinkers. The majority of the swinging strikes were his change-ups. He elicited contact on 33 of his uh, pitches, 19 foul tips, 10 hits for outs, and only four base hits. Those base hits, two sinkers, two change-ups. He got seven hard-hit balls, two of which were line drives, and five of which were ground balls. Another great outing for Webb, and it's it's really getting hard for Webb to get some run support in his starts, but I guess that's because a lot of times he does line up with other uh, aces, uh, I guess I would say. Uh, the ump for this game was Chad Fairchild. He had an overall accuracy of 90% with an overall consistency of 93%. Uh, overall favor plus 0 0.09 runs for Milwaukee. His impactful miss calls, bottom of the six, Webb to Anderson, two outs, runner on second. 3-2 count, ball is called a strike. Bottom of the sixth, Webb to Telez, one out, runner on first. 1-2 count, strike is called a ball. Top of the eighth, Strzelecki to Conforto, one out, runner on first, 2-0 count, ball is called a strike. So two against the Giants, one for the Giants there. Called ball accuracy, 93%. Six of 92 called balls are two strikes, and it's called strike accuracy, pretty rough here, 82%. Eight of 45 called strikes are true balls. Yes, it does get kind of hard to maintain a higher percentage when you're only calling 45 strikes. But... Still, 80 percent is not where you want to be with that. All right, so let's get into the final game. This one was not not great to watch, at least the first couple of innings. Um, in the final game, Cobb took the mound. He did not have a great start. He didn't really look like he was. I don't know. Something was off for his outing. He only went four innings, gave up seven hits, seven earned runs, one home run. He walked four and struck out five. He had a wild pitch, a hit by pitch, a pitch clock violation, a disengagement violation. It was just an off day for him. Um, but luckily, the series was already won at that point. Uh, as for our lineup, Wade Jr. was at first. He went one for four with two strikeouts. Yaz was in center. He went one for three with a strikeout uh, home run. Davis was DHing. He went 0 for four with three strikeouts. Conforto was in right. He went two for three with a run. Hanniger was in left. He went one for four with a strikeout and a run. Sable was catching. He went one for four with a home run, a three-run home run. VR was playing third. He went 0 for three, and then Schmidt would come into PH form. And uh, excuse me, PH. He would Schmidt would come in a pinch hit for VR in uh, the ninth, and he would go 0 for one. Crawford was at short. He went one for three with a strikeout, a walk, and a run. 
Wisely was at second. He went 0 for 2 with a strikeout. And then Flores would come in to pinch hit for him in the ninth. Flores would go 0 for 1 with a strikeout. So that's a total of seven hits at 32 at-bats with 11 strikeouts, one walk, uh, two home runs for five runs. So Beck would come out to uh, in the fifth to relieve Cobb, getting a 1-2-3 inning with two ground outs and a strikeout. He also had a 1-2-3 sixth and seventh inning, uh, getting a ground out and two strikeouts in the sixth and a fly out, ground out, and strikeout in the seventh. And the eighth, Ryan Walker came out and uh, had a 1-2-3 inning as well with a strikeout and two ground outs. Bullpen did their job to try and give the offense a chance, and the offense did try. Like I said, they ended up scoring five runs. Uh, they left four on base, went one for three with runners in scoring position. Crawford hit a double. Yaz got a two-out RBI and wisely hit a sack fly. They scored via a solo home run from Yaz in the third, and then a three-run home run from Sable scoring Conforto and Hanniger in the seventh and a wisely sack fly to score Crawford in the seventh. And in both the eighth and ninth innings, like I said, they had a runner on first with two outs, and every single hitter in this lineup has shown that they had the ability to hit a home run. So they had a chance to tie it uh, in both those uh, innings, but just couldn't capitalize, but it's okay. Three of four is still good. Alex Cobb's pitcher report, 95 pitches over those four innings, 43 sinkers, 34 splitters, and 18 knuckle curves. The splitters averaged 90.1, the knuckle curves averaged 84.1, and the sinkers averaged 95. A lot of drop on the knuckle curves. The splitters and sinkers were tailing into a righty, almost a six-foot release point for Cobb. Um, kind of an even spray across the strike zone, not too much of like an actual pattern, maybe a little bit of up and in to down and out from a righty. 44 pitches in the strike zone, 51 out of the zone. Batters would swing at 38 of his pitches and take 57. Uh, they took mostly sinkers, like the sinkers make up at least 50% of the pitches taken. Um, about 50-50 for the knuckle curves on swinging and taking. Same for the splitters. 38 balls, 27 strikes, 17 called, 10 swinging. 30 hits were, uh, or excuse me, 30 pitches were contacted with. Um, 16 foul tips, 7 hits for outs, and 7 base hits. 6 hard hits, 1 grounder, 3 line drives, 2 fly balls. And calling the balls and strikes was Nick Lentz. He has a 98% overall accuracy and a 94% overall consistency with overall favor of plus 0.17 runs for Milwaukee. His impactful missed calls, bottom of the first, Cobb to Miller, no outs, runner on first, an 0-1 count. Strike is called a ball. Bottom of the second, Cobb to Telez, one out, base is empty, 1-0 count. Strike is called a ball. Uh, and then top of the third, Rhea to Wade Jr., one out, base is empty, 0-1 count, strike is called a ball. And according to this, man's only got four missed calls. That's it. Uh, call ball accuracy, 97%. Three of 110 called balls are true strikes. Called strike accuracy, 98%. One of 58 called strikes are true balls. That's a well-called game right there. Uh, wish we could see more of that throughout all the games that are played. So that's the four games, three out of four, 
one was just an absolute blowout. One was a shutout. Uh, and then a good pitcher's duel that Giants came out on top of. Um, overall, a good series, a good road trip. So this series caps off a road trip for the Giants where they went 5-2 and two against Central Division leaders. The Giants are now 27-26, and 26, over 500 for the first time this season. This is also the fourth straight series win for the Giants. They're four and a half games back of the first place Dodgers, who are 32 and 22. Three games back of the second place Diamondbacks, who are 30 and 23. They are three games ahead of the Padres, 24 and 29, and three and a half games ahead of the Rockies, who are 24 and 30. They now occupy the last wild card spot, half a game ahead of both the Mets and the Pirates, who are each at 500. And they're half a game back of the Marlins, who are 28 and 26, who have that second wild card spot with the Diamondbacks holding on to the first spot. So just let that sink in real quick. Even though we've had a rough start to the season, and we're just now getting above 500 and staying there, 27 and 26, we're only four and a half games back of the Dodgers. Like it is not outside of the realm of possibility to catch them. Is it likely to happen? No. Is it outside the realm of the possibility? No. Strange things can happen. But when you look at it, you look at the math, you look at the numbers, yeah, we're not that far behind. Which is strange to think about. So a couple of the guys who have been going off for us on offense recently are two guys that are new additions that some of my own friends have been wondering when are they going to start going? Conforto and Hanniger. Conforto is 11 and 26, or excuse me, 11 for 26 over the past two series with eight runs, three home runs, eight RBIs, and seven strikeouts. He's slashing 244, 344, 463 now. Hanniger is 10 for 29 over the past two series with two home runs, six RBIs, and five strikeouts. And he's now slashing 248, 273, 410. So both of those guys are getting it going. Slater's going to come back for the Pirates game. Spoiler alert, I've already watched it. It's already 2 o'clock in the afternoon here in Hawaii. And this Giants team is overall playing better baseball. The offense is there. The defense has been better. We've had some snafus. There was the last game against the Twins. There was the first couple of innings in the last game against the Brewers, but it's going to happen over 162 games. You're going to have a couple here and there. But the pitching, the especially the bullpen pitching, has been a lot better. Like I said, the bullpen has been great and deserves a lot of credit for these past couple of series. They've only given up one earned run over the last two series. This bullpen, which was the bane of any Giants fan's existence over the first few weeks, has only given up one earned run over the last seven games played. And that was a solo home run. It wasn't like they gave up some hits and then someone finally got an RBI. It was just a home run. It was a three true outcome uh, off of Beck in the first game against the Twins. So the Giants are starting to turn it around. I think I said it last time that they finally turned that corner. Uh, and they got this Pirates uh, game or the Pirates series happening in the middle of the week. So 
we'll see what happens there. I already know what happens in the first game. It's a lot of fun. Uh, once again, thanks to everybody for listening. I appreciate it. If you have any comments, just let me know. Any type of comment, correction, tips, tricks, anything, let me know. Uh, any feedback is truly appreciated. Um, once again, all the sources for the data and the info, Baseball Savant, Baseball Reference, ESPN, The Athletic, Grant Brisby, Andrew Bagley, and NBC Sports Bay Area, Alex Pavlovich. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you're having a great and safe Memorial Day, and I'll see you around Thursday after the Pirates series is over.